Hey y'all, you're listening to episode 35 of Eco Chic, a podcast all about practical science and sustainability. My name is Laura, and I usually introduce myself as a graduate student studying climate science, but I'm actually graduating this week, so I feel like I should say I have gone to grad school for climate science or something along those lines. I hope that I figure out by next week how to properly introduce myself again. EcoChic is a really fun place to talk about things like climate change and personal sustainability efforts, things that are not necessarily common knowledge, but totally, totally should be. Episodes come out every Tuesday, and you can also follow us at EcoChic Podcast on Instagram. I personally am at Laura E. Diaz, which are always down in the show notes. If you enjoy this episode or if you've enjoyed EcoChic in the past, please go ahead and leave a rating and a review. It's really, really helpful to figure out what y'all care about, what you want to hear, and it's also helpful in reaching even more listeners with the podcast. So with that, I want to get into today's episode, which is a solo episode targeted at the holiday season. Are you prepared to go home for the holidays and maybe talk to your crazy uncle or some other family member that does not accept climate change? Today, I'm coming at you with three super common arguments from climate change deniers and also really easy, smart ways to combat those denials. A really easy thing that I like to say off the cuff is something that I got from Ashley Piper's book, Give a Shit, which Ashley Piper was on episode 16 of Eco Chic, which was a really fun one for me if you want to go back and listen. But Give a Shit is a really great holistic handbook to combating um, personal sustainability and things of the sort when it comes to climate mitigation. And something she says right in the first couple pages of of the book is that if you have critical thinking skills, you believe in climate change. And I think that's just a really powerful way to think about presenting an issue and then how people like to parse apart the issue of climate change. Um, So that's just something that I love to throw out just in general. I think that's a really great way to look at climate change. The first really big common argument from climate change deniers is the reference that it has been colder than expected today or it rained a lot this summer or whatever it might be. So the argument of is global warming really happening because today it was so cold and it was supposed to be 75 degrees. So I first want to establish the difference between climate and weather. Weather is your day-to-day environmental variation. So that's rain, sunshine, whatever it might be on a day-to-day scale. Climate, on the other hand, is defined as actually the average weather conditions over a period of about 30 years. So an argument is very often just confusing these two definitions of climate and weather sometimes. So saying the weatherman can't even tell us that it's gonna rain tomorrow. How do we know what's gonna happen in the next 10 years, 20 years, whatever? Climate models are based on very long-term historical data. We are projecting future conditions of the climate based on data pulled from a variety of sources. So this could be tree rings, ice cores, lake sediments, and a bunch of other environmental records. Because these records all generally agree, we have a really high degree of confidence in climate models. Meteorologists, on the other hand, are dealing with a much, much, much higher variability and uncertainty. We can also have a really high degree of trust in climate models because we can successfully reproduce temperature and environmental conditions back to about 1900, the year 1900, so between land and air and ocean changes. You can trust a model when you give it all of your available data and it can tell you what should happen based on your algorithm, you know, X amount of years ago. Because climate models are currently very accurate in predicting the past conditions based on the data that we have, again, via tree rings, ice cores, whatever it might be, we believe that those climate models can also very accurately predict our climate future. A second big conspiracy that I love to shoot down is there is not a consensus among scientists that climate change is due to humans. 
Actually, we are more sure that humans have caused climate change than we are that smoking causes lung cancer. So you heard that correctly. If you believe doctors tell you cigarettes are bad, you should also believe scientists that are telling you burning fossil fuels is destroying Earth's atmosphere. You can also approach the issue of scientists are not 100% certain about climate change from the angle that my friend Miles actually likes to take. He talked about electric cars on episode 29 if you're interested in, you know, listening to my friend Miles. If someone argues, well, scientists are only 90% sure that our society is threatened by climate change or 90% sure that our sea levels are rising or whatever it might be. Miles' argument is, would you go on a plane if it was 90% likely to go down? Would you take that 10% chance that your plane will safely land? No? Oh, then why would we not want to do whatever we can to prevent that plane or this society from going down due to climate change? The third big rebuttal to climate change that I encounter is often, quote, the earth has been this warm before. The interesting thing with this is that it's not totally wrong. The earth does go through climate cycles, but the issue now is that these cycles have never happened as rapidly and as steeply as before. The last time the earth was as warm as we are predicting that the earth will be in the next century was the Mesozoic period, the age of the dinosaurs. The end of this period in geological history is marked by hothouse conditions. During the following Paleocene and early Eocene periods, there were no ice caps on the poles. Scientists actually think there were even palm trees and alligators swimming above the Arctic Circle. I am not a paleontologist, I'm not a dinosaur expert, and there is still some speculation on how dinosaurs went extinct, but let's acknowledge that the dinosaurs did not survive the extreme temperatures that we as humans are literally on track to hit. Climate change and sustainability are different, but I want to throw in one more fun bonus rebuttal if someone comes at you for trying to live with a smaller environmental footprint. You know, if someone's like, it's just one straw, it's just one bag, it's just one plastic cup, whatever it might be, what you're doing doesn't matter. Or sometimes they'll just be like, the only way that we're going to get climate action is through policy. Actually, I totally agree. Policy is super necessary to meet our climate mitigation goals. We can't rely on the goodwill of people just out of the goodness of their hearts, living with a lighter environmental footprint. I totally get that. But if we are not encouraging people at a grassroots level to live more sustainably, how can we expect those same people to elect officials that also care about climate action? You have to plant the seed and really practice what you preach. And for that reason, personal sustainability matters. If you would like to look more into climate denial arguments and rebuttals, I'll link a couple of websites down in the show notes. At the end of every episode of EcoChic, I like to answer a question that I've gotten via DMs or in real life or whatever it might be. This week's question comes from my friend Emily, who asked me recently in real life about soap nuts. So I featured soap nuts a couple times on my Instagram story, and Emily basically asked how they work and what they are. She was like, I don't really get your soap nuts. Break them down for me. So basically, soap nuts are these little berries that are grown in Asia, and they release soap naturally when they come in contact with water. Each soap nut or soap berry is about the size of a quarter, but like spherical, obviously, because it's a berry. Um, And you put about five soap nuts in a little baby canvas bag, and you just toss that canvas bag into your laundry machine, and then you run the laundry machine like you usually do. You can use five nuts about eight to ten times, they say, and then when they're all out of soap, you can compost them. So soap nuts are a super awesome option for zero-waste laundry detergent. You can also make your own zero-waste laundry detergent with baking soda, and there's plenty of recipes online. I found my soap nuts on Amazon, and I can link them in the show notes if you're interested. 
I will also acknowledge that soap nuts do have a pretty high carbon footprint because they come from Asia and I live in the US, but they really work for me right now. And I also think they smell pretty nice. I mentioned both soap nuts and wool dryer balls, which are another really fun zero waste laundry option, both in the PDF, Eco Chic the Master List, which you can download from my website, which is lauraediaz.com, also always in the show notes, if you are interested in more tips on how to live a little bit more eco-consciously. I hope you enjoyed today's sassy episode of Eco Chic. I hope you are armed with really basic arguments to rebut any climate change deniers that you might encounter on your holiday travels home. If you're interested in more lifestyle type tips for the holiday season, episode 32 of Eco Chic a couple weeks ago was all about um, just how to live a little bit more eco-consciously during the holidays. But I hope you have a really great holiday season. If you're traveling home, I hope you have really safe travels. And I do want to go ahead and say episodes of Eco Chic usually come out every Tuesday, but with the holiday schedule, we're going to shift around a little bit. So next week, we'll have a normal Tuesday episode on the 18th. Um, The following Tuesday after that is Christmas Day, the 25th. So instead of the 25th, we're going to put out an episode on the 27th. And following that, the following Tuesday is New Year's Day. So instead of New Year's Day episode, we'll have an episode that Thursday, which will be January 3rd, just in case you're like really itching for your fix of eco chic. But otherwise, I hope you have a really awesome day. I would love to chat with you, connect on Instagram or via email or whatever it might be. Both of my um, contact informations are always down in the show notes. And I hope you have an awesome week.